0: Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello, and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with Charles Nixon, founder of the Cambridge Marketing College, and me, Kieran Kapoor. Charles, we've um, this is the week that Facebook has turned twenty, and um, it's obviously sparked interest amongst the listeners because we've had a listener's question in, and it says, "Why is it that Facebook?" has done so well and stayed the course where other places like MySpace which of course actually launched earlier than Facebook I believe, has not
1: I mean, Facebook now, as you say, is 20 years old. Um, It has uh, allegedly 3 billion active users. That's half the planet. Um, And um, it in itself has obviously established a certain critical mass, which means that you can't ignore it. And certainly as a marketer, it can't be ignored and hasn't been ignorable, as it were, for quite a while. Um, Dependent um, on your... Proclivities about the um, the content that goes onto Facebook, um, it is one of the media by which people communicate, and I think um, why did it get there, or how did it get there when others didn't? Uh, there are various answers to that. One, I think, is uh, it was under the control of one uh, organizational head, as it were, Mark Zuckerberg, and he, and uh, the people who he appointed um, in his. Um, like um had uh, a vision as to what it was going to do um and it has been very successful in doing that even though it's been very heavily criticized on various other fronts um and i think the the aspect as any good quality product or service is it, it satisfies a need which is for communication and interchange between people um it's moved from being just a social interface, which is where to some degree MySpace was and and things like uh, originally Friends Reunited. Um, But I think it differs in the fact that it evolved, Um, it moved into the business interchange. So there are a very large number of people who obviously want to engage in small business activities and they can do so um, much more cheaply through um, Facebook than they can with all the uh, baggage that comes from establishing a website. Um, the other aspect is that um, it was controlling its own destiny, whereas. MySpace, as you mentioned, um, was taken over by, I believe it was News Corporation, um, who had no real understanding as to why it was being successful. The same was true of Friends Reunited, taken over by another organisation who had really little understanding as to why it was successful. And therefore, they lost their way because they were looked at as mainly just money-making machines. Um, Yes. Facebook is a, um, a money making machine and has always been based on advertising. Um, but um, I think we now have some surveys that say that people would actually pay to use Facebook um, because of its importance to them. So I think it's um, as dedication um, and uh, single mindedness are probably the two biggest reasons um, that it's been more successful than others in tapping into a basic need, which is for social interchange.
0: Yes. And of course, it's still got the same original founder. So you've had, there's an element of continuity. Um, and I think that, I mean, if ever in business, there is a, a maxim, it is success breeds success. The more people that go on Facebook, the more you realise you have to be on Facebook, whether you like it or not. Um, and the easier it is to contact people on Facebook. So it becomes... Um, it becomes this sort of reinforcing whether you're using it for um, easily ways to contact family members because they're all on Facebook. So it's an easy way to get hold of people or whether you're creating communities of people. Um, I am a, 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 the number of communities that come up on Facebook from local villages through to um, the Dull Men's Club is my current favourite on there. I don't know quite how I ended up being a, um, being being part of that, but it's just a a fun way or the gate appreciation society site is another one. It's just a fun way of keeping in touch with people and having a, an easy connection with people. But you're right, the business side is quite interesting, Facebook.
1: Uh, I, I, excuse me, it's not just... Uh, yes, the Facebook business means that People, and there are a very large number of them around the world, um, have um, a talent for running businesses, um, but don't want to go into the full process of, of setting up uh, a corporation. And therefore, you know whether it happens to be India or um, in the UK or America, or wherever it happens to be, this is a facilitation that allows that. And the evolution as to what the demand has evolved, you know, the ability to pay, the ability to chat, the ability to uh, share um, news items, etc. Um, is a, l- a listening and watching organisation that, you know, um, evolves with its marketplace. Um, and yes, its, it's acquisitions um, uh, of um, uh, other messaging groups have been very important to it as those have become Um, Very, very important in the communications side of things from a social perspective. So integrating those also means that, say, Facebook becomes a focal point. Um, And as we just said, you you can't avoid it. You can't uh, afford to avoid it. So from a business marketing perspective, it has to be part of, of the mix. A lot of argument recently has been, of course, that younger people have moved away from it and it's become a much more uh, elder profile. But that isn't a bad thing because that's the age profile of the planet, um, which is why it continues to grow in terms of the numbers of people that it serves. Um, And um, the element that that brings about, therefore, is more... um, Focus um, for the planet in the number of ways in which you can communicate, one of which will nearly always be Facebook.
0: Yes, when I knew we were going to be, um, we were likely to be talking about this, I had a quick word around the office and said, you know, who uses Facebook and who doesn't? And it's noticeable that the young people do use it, but they use it to keep in touch with their mums or, in one rather sad case, their grandmothers. It's not something that they use to interact with their own um, friends, which is, as you say, is fine because actually, I'm sorry, but their mums and grandmums are the ones with the money. So if you're running a business, that is a good place to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put. Then there's been a sad case. We're communicating with the Gran. I think the Gran is an extremely good case on the basis that um, someone who, therefore, in the mental images, is a gran is actually uh, active on Facebook, um, and that also, therefore, is an important aspect about the technology. It is very usable. Um, and is not a barrier in, in the nature of the way in which the world works. Um, the other technology news, obviously, uh, well, there are two pieces but, uh, this week, was uh, the headset from Apple. And there is a significant technology barrier in that for, for people who are uncomfortable um, with the very concept of um, virtual reality headsets. Um, that will take time to um, permeate through, uh, if it ever does. Um, and you know, the world is out on that subject at the moment.
0: I thought the marketing of that was very interesting. I, I sat and watched it. It's a nine-minute video on the Apple website if you want right. to watch it. And it's two people supposedly sitting on a sofa, um, and it's almost like they're two friends where she, she is explaining to him um, how to use it and what to do. But it's, mm-hmm. it's like when a friend t- shows you how to do something in anything on technology where you go, well, how do I do that then? And they show you. Um, it's very much done in that style. It's very relaxed. It's very conversational. I <laughs> Um, it pushes the idea that you're not going to want to you're not going to be able to purchase this you want to go to the store to try it out which i can imagine people wanting to do Um, it was a very interesting very slick video it's well worth uh, well worth finding it um uh, just google apple um and um i i did find that was quite an interesting way of teaching it so rather than it's all this wonderful technology and look at the great stuff it does under the hood and it does this and it does that which is how one used to sell computers um it was very much well just uh, it does everything on hand movement so you can you can pinch and zoom with your hands you don't have to hold anything or have a mouse or anything and it was a I thought it was a very interesting marketing way of selling what is a very complex piece of technology
1: yes my, uh, apple always have been very slick um in the way in which they market their products um I love the phraseology you just mentioned there just google apple um you know a terminology <laughs> um that actually many years ago wouldn't make sense um mm. but we all fully understand how the world has moved on because they are the dominant in in that market environment so i think the um i think the cleverness the um variety of opportunities that the headset brings are its assets um, I'm still not 100% convinced of its need um, and I cannot see how easily until someone starts to show me the apps that will run on it the need for it um, it wasn't the case when the iPhone came out it was replicating something that was already there um, and you could see the um, utility of consolidation of applications that you would otherwise use separate uh, devices for, here I'm not 100% sure about it. It may get a, a niche in the leisure market um, for something at home, but I'm not 100% sure how else it's going to be used. But the other thing that I do find even more um, either alarming or actually uh, inspiring is the news from people like Neuralink that they're now being successful in implants into the brain to move um, prosthetic arms. And it's not so much the, the ability to move them, it's sudden realization and been written up in various places, including a very interesting article in The Economist, that the brain doesn't make any uh, subjective view as to what an arm should look like or contain. So there is a discussion that the arm could well be a tentacle. Um, it could well have all of the elements that you might now see in uh, Terminator movies and Transformer movies um, with all the various uh, accoutrements um, to allow you to do whatever it happens to be, whether it's boring holes um, um, holding things um, or whatever, um, can be fitted to the prosthetic um, to allow you to improve on the ability of five digits um, and I think that is very, very interesting from a marketing perspective. If it can be made to work uh, you know, seamlessly through the, the, the brain um, prosthetic interaction, what are you going to use it for?
0: I thought the Neuralink story was interesting. Obviously, technologically, it's, it's amazing. But it was also the fact that various scientists rather sniffily pointed out that we've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just that Musk has the heft to be able to get the marketing story behind it. Um, mm. What he's actually done, as I as I understand it, isn't that innovative of, it, of itself technologically. The interesting thing is the way, is the innovation of the way that he can do the marketing and he can get the story out. And we're all talking about Musk's Neuralink and not some research universities, um, equally, in fact, possibly better technological piece uh, of engineering. So, that's I think also is an interesting aspect to this one.
1: Uh, yes, it, it, it is the publicity that's been created, but therefore brings the realization um, and therefore the marketing ability uh, of organizations to think about well, what should or could we do if we have the ability to attach. Either multiple devices or different things to a prosthetic arm, um, and you, know, you, you see the ability these days of exoskeletons to enhance the way in which um, people work. Um, so there's no reason to think that you know the what we were brought up as the bionic person, uh, man and woman, in the TV programmes, um, could actually uh, exist in the next 10 years. So it's really quite an interesting and um, fascinating opportunity.
0: It is like so many of these technological things. It's, it's the, having the imagination to think where, where they might go. Um, and sometimes the courage to accept the fact that these things may happen. And it, one doesn't. Sometimes, a lot of innovations I find have a sort of a yuck factor or a, or a, a concern factor about them. And some, um, As you can see with AI, sometimes you just have to relax and go, it will you know let's see where this takes us
1: um yes i think there's that there's these days there's much more natural concern um and uh reaction which is negative whereas in the sort of 70s 80s 90s when there was an innovation the argument was oh this is fantastic what can we do Now we have the, oh, hang on, you must uh, balance that with, oh, dear, how bad could it be? Um, and I'm not as inclined on the latter. Um, so I see these all as being positive.
0: Great. Shall we finish on that nice, positive, I, upbeat note? I we should I, I love it. And I love the fact that we started, with, we started with Facebook and ended up with Neuralink. So, uh, Charles, lovely to talk to you. And as ever. Bye-bye. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content from Cambridge Marketing College.